history of Oklahoma is about winning championships. Brooks trying to make something happen. He breaks free. Kennedy breaks out. Forget the field goal. Win it with a touchdown. What is up, Sooner Nation? I'm Casey Mellon. You are now in a Sooner State of Mind. This is your new home for everything OU football. Make sure you subscribe to Sooner State of Mind on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Like and share. Tell a friend. Man, you're totally welcome to share all this content everywhere. Please do so. Also, you can go to Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. Go to shows, type in Sooner State of Mind. You are locked. There is a ton of great content there. Every team, every topic, everywhere. That is Believe.com. And if you want to watch Sooner State of Mind, head on over to YouTube and search the football dudes. Like and subscribe and never miss an episode. All right, baby. This is a Sooner show, but we're going to start because the NFL started last night. Mm. Happy Friday, people. Oh, Detroit Lions at Kansas City Chiefs. And the reigning champs went down 21 to 20. Um, no Travis Kelsey in this game. And they really, really, I mean, they really <laughs> missed him. Our guy Blake Bell, though, the Belldozer did have a TD reception in there. Um, rookie Brian Branch with the pick six off the Tony tip. Jared Goff played well. He's been playing some pretty good football um, ever since he's been traded. This Lions team's getting it all together. They are super grimy. Love Dan Campbell. Lions are going to be a fun team to watch moving forward. And we got a full slate of NFL games this Sunday. Shake and bake. Baker Mayfield getting the start against those Minnesota Vikings. We'll check in and see how Baker did um, next week. But week two, back to college. It is upon us. And it is a great opportunity for our Sooners to start the young season 2-0. and Hmm. Highly caffeinated today, people. I'll tell you what. September 9th versus SMU. This is a late start. I think 5 o'clock Oklahoma time. Hopefully that gives a little better showing for the tailgate variety uh, for Sooner Nation. Um, heard Lindsay Street was not popping last week. Let's make that a change for this week. OU is favored by 16 and a half in this game. Replacement series for the home and away versus Georgia. Starting next year will be our conference foes. So we had to uh, uh, replace those games. SMU gets in. And OU and SMU have played seven times. OU with the 5-1-1 one, one record. They haven't played since 95. A 24-10 win for the Sooners. And SMU is actually a zombie program. Back from the dead. They received the, be- uh, the death penalty way back in 1987 for repeated recruiting <laughs> violations <laughs> how times have changed right money uh is everywhere now anyways uh the death penalty only lasted a couple years and now they are fully resurrected not only that they're back in the big time with a pending move to the acc this is big news they're coming in with cal and stanford the specifics on the membership a little fuzzy it's rumored smu will forego taking any money from the acc's current tv deal for up to nine years no money, no honey, but it beats being left behind. In my opinion, this is a good match um, for both the ACC and SMU. 
ACC gets a taste of Texas, try to get into that recruiting ground there, and SMU gets a taste of a bigger audience, bigger games, more eyeballs. That should be a good thing for the program there moving forward. SMU coming off a 38-14 beatdown of Louisiana Tech last week. These ponies are led by sophomore quarterback Preston Stone, who last week threw for 248 and three touchdowns. Pretty good. O-line did not allow a sack. Um, They were also very effective running the ball last week as the team rushed for over 200 yards. Texas A&M transfer LJ Johnson ran for 128 on 14 carries. That's 9.1 per, and he had a touchdown. Jalen Knighton also solid running back very fast, and they should get Kamar Wheaton back for this one too, the Bama transfer. So they are stocked in the backfield. Um, All kinds of Sooner ties with this SMU program. Jordan Hudson, a former Sooner recruit, he had two for 72 and a TD receiving last week. Head coach Rhett Lashley returned to SMU after spending two years at Miami as their OC and quarterbacks coach. Um, Up-tempo style offense. Shouldn't catch the Sooners by surprise, but they can make things pretty interesting there. Um, Switch it over to the defensive side for SMU. They were good. They held uh, Louisiana Tech scoreless in the first half. Only gave up 28 rushing yards total, not in half, total game. Um, Corey Roberson, former OU defensive tackle, had the dream last week, baby. The tip pass, the interception, and the touchdown. Ah, That is the stuff lineman dreams are made of, and Roberson got it there. He was recruited to OU by another former Sooner, SMU defensive line coach Calvin Thibodeau. Um, Tibbs also played for BV back in the day. Um, Very solid things going on with SMU. That defense had six sacks and 11 tackles for losses last week. Linebacker Jaquandis Burns, he was solid. Elijah Chapman, the D-tackle, he's on the Outland Trophy watch list. How about Alexander Kilgore? Is that a linebacker name or what? Kilgore, he had two sacks last week. Um, Flip it back over to offense or tight ends, did a a lot of damage as well. Six receptions, two touchdowns. There's a lot of good talent on this SMU team. And they're very well coached. So this is not going to be a walk in the park for the Sooners. That being said, they should not be able to hang with OU. But it would be nice to see uh, the Sooners get tested a little bit. Not too much, but be in more of a game than they were last week against Arkansas State. But hopefully the Sooners can snuff them out. And this is a great opportunity for OU to take these non-conference games and get a lot of players on the field, find out which guys are going to move into positions long-term and get um, some experience for some of the the younger guys. Um, Speaking to that, last week, six running backs touched the ball, 11 receivers played in this game, and 39 first-year players saw action last week. That's great. That's what we want. Get these young guys involved. Get everybody on the same page. See how some of the dynamics work. And I think that's going to go a long way for these Sooners uh, moving into conference play. Start with the offense last week. Mm. I love the way Dylan Gabriel played. He looked sharp. He was accurate. Total command of the offense. Only had to play a half. And then what DG is doing also rubbed off on Jackson Arnold. He was great on the day. Perfect, if you will. 11 for 11. So... 
like what we got at the quarterback position there. Um, very solid. DG's in full command, and Jackson Arnold seems to be taking every step to get right there when his time is called. Lebby wanted this offense to get faster, and guess what? What Lebby wants, Lebby gets, baby. We saw that right off the bat last week with him going over the top to Andrew Anthony. He was three for 66, and he could have actually had a couple more catches. Um, if anything, if there was something to look at negative about Dylan Gabriel last week, under threw a couple of those deep balls. Maybe he's adjusting to the speed, but Anthony was able to get uh, PI calls on both of those, so it was okay on the underthrows. But if he can get that out there a little bit further, that is going to be big time for these Sooners. Nick Anderson, man, big and fast too. He had two for 68. And I think my favorite performance was Jaden Gibson last week, just to see him have some success after drops had haunted him early on, even in the spring game. He wanted to make good for that, and he did that last week, two for 54 and a touchdown. Five receivers last week for the Sooners all averaged at least 20 yards a reception last week. That's what we want to see, baby. It's not just one guy. It's not two. Five had the huge average. So if we can keep that going, it's just going to open up things for the offense and that running game. Might not have Drake Stoops this week. That means more action for Gavin Freeman. And Stoops said he wanted to get into the game back in last week, but they didn't really need him. You know what? I would rather see this guy sit a couple games rather than rush him back. I know he's a huge part of the offense, but he can take his time. Shouldn't need him this week. Hopefully get him ready for conference play. Like I said, Gavin Freeman would love to have a bigger role and just get him more reps anyway. So I think overall that's a good thing, regardless what happens with Stoops. But let's go ahead and just sit him for another week. Mentioned how sharp Gabriel was. Um, Farouk had a, drop last week in the end zone. Not a huge deal, but that's the type of stuff that haunted us last year. You know, should be a touchdown, then it's a drop. And on the next play, there was a personal foul. So now instead of a touchdown, we were looking at second and 22. And then, of course, we pick up the first down via Stoops, but that's a play he hurt his shoulder on. And it's just when you make mistakes – Things like that can happen, not putting the blame on Farouk. But you catch that, it's a touchdown. All that other stuff doesn't happen afterwards. So just take advantage of your opportunity. Cash in every time, and that'll go a long way. I expect him to bounce back, maybe get him a couple jet sweeps or some stuff around the line of scrimmage and um, build his confidence back up. But he's gonna, we're going to need him to play a big role in this offense, and I think he'll get there. Just one week, opening week, no problem. So like to see what he's doing. Uh, moving forward, um, Venables says that defensive end R. Mason Thomas and running back Gavin Sawchuk, who both missed the opener last week, would be available for SMU. Love to see that speed in the backfield with Sawchuk and R. Mason Thomas, man. Let's get him back out there running wild, doing some of that nasty defensive stuff there. Venables also said there's hope that uh, sophomore linebacker Desan McCullough will be back. Maybe he didn't suffer a high ankle sprain, they're hoping. So it'd be great if he can get back out there. Um, Harrington was nice, and we'll get some of the younger guys involved if he's not able to go. Venables on sophomore cornerback Gentry Williams. Quote, he's very focused and driven and committed guy. He's everything I've been bragging about him. He's fearless. 
he's committed. Love the way Gentry played last week. Can't wait to continue to see more of this guy, one of these young studs that's making his name in this Sooner defense. I loved Kip Lewis last week, too. Young playmakers all over this D, man. Venables is getting it done. The transformation is in process. I cannot wait to see what this team looks like in a few more weeks, man. It's on the up and up, trying to, you know, I would never snuff out my enthusiasm because I'm just a positive cat, and I like to believe that things are always on the up and up, and that's what I think is happening here. Uh, Sooners come out, handle your business, play mistake-free, should be able to move the ball, should be tested a little, little more on defense. The run defense might be tested more in this one too, and we did get away with a couple of mistakes last week. See if SMU can take advantage of those, but hopefully they're not there. Get it cleaned up and move forward and handle these zombie ponies and be sitting with another victory. All right? 2-0. Sounding good to me. And, of course, we'll be back next week to recap this game, look at some individual performances, and talk about how it went down. Exciting it's tough, though. You got to wait the full day for this one. Three o'clock here in LA is not as terrible as five o'clock. And there's some benefit to that because you get, uh, you know, get your pregame going on. But it's a long wait for the day to get there. But nonetheless, a later game. And that's what these Sooners wanted, not always the 11 a.m. kickoff. So, um, yeah, it's on the plus. I don't know if we get that in 4K or not, but you know. Sooner Nation will be watching. How are you guys feeling about this game? You can hit us up, Gmail, S-S-O-M, host, gmail.com. If you have a prediction for this game or there's anybody you want to talk about, an individual performance, why not hit us up. I try to get to all of those. Okay, let's go back to Friday night. That's tonight, people. Just a few short hours from now, Illinois at Kansas. The Jayhawks are three-point favorites at home. And they are going to be wearing those new Black Hawk uniforms. I don't know if you've seen these, but they are pretty sweet. It's a good look for Kansas. Um, hopefully that can propel them to a victory. Look good. Feel good. Play good. Kansas looking to go 2-0 and in back-to-back seasons. Illinois struggled with Toledo last week. We'll see what happens in this game, but hopefully it's a rock, chalk, Jayhawk. All right, that moves us to Saturday's game, Utah at Baylor. Baylor, eight-point favorites on the road. Cam Rising hasn't been cleared yet, but he can practice without limitations. That may change by the end of today. Baylor last week gave up 28 first-half points <laughs> to Texas State, and they lost, dude, 42-31. to 31. Will that be motivation enough to beat these Utes? They better get a lot of stuff in order because Utah is a tough, tough team. And if they get Cam Rising back, watch out, Baylor Bears. Uh, you might be in trouble. Nebraska at Colorado. Colorado, two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. What a difference a week makes, huh? Hmm. These teams could not be in more contrasting spots. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but Nebraska, just a brutal loss last week. I mean, you talk about snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. 
the fumble late when they're putting that game away, and then the interception on the f- closing drive. Just brutal, man. Feel sorry for these Huskers. And then you flip it over to Prime and these buffs. They could not be riding higher going in on a national stage, beating TCU in Fort Worth. Shadur Sanders, 500 yards, prime, backing up all that bravado, man. You got to love it. This is an interesting game. And it's in Colorado. It is going to be an absolute madhouse there. It's going to be a huge party. They hope to release 20 years of pent-up frustration. If the Buffs handle their business at home on Saturday, can you imagine the level of hype that's going to be surrounding this program? Prime, prime time, prime, 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 prime. Yeah. Um, Hopefully you don't get sick of that because if they win, you're going to hear even more of it next week than you did this week. Okay, we have two games this week featuring uh, ranked teams. The first one is Ole Miss at Tulane. Ole Miss, seven-point favorites on the road. And um, two great performances from quarterbacks last week, Jackson Dart and Michael Pratt, both very sharp last week. Can this green wave keep riding that wave from the epic comeback in the Cotton Bowl last year over USC? They were down double digits late in that game, came back to stun the Trojans, left them for dead. On the field there at Jarrah World, um, no Tajay Spears in this one, but this is going to be a great test for Tulane. It is going to be rocking there. And uh, like I said, Jackson Dart last week, four touchdowns. Wow, very good game. All right, up next, we got App State at UNC. Tar Heels favored by 19. And last year, I don't know if you remember this game, App State scored 40 fourth quarter points, not 40 points in the game, 40 fourth quarter points and came up just short 63 to 61. What a game that was. The over for this game this year is 58. So both teams covered that last year. We'll see what happens on Saturday. And I am more stoked for the OU SMU game because I'm a sicko like that. But there is another game out there that I am completely stoked for. You guys have any ideas to what that may be? Hmm? I'm sure you do. Number 11, Texas. At number four, Alabama. Bama. Seven-point favorites in this one. And all you heard last year from Texas, oh, we had to beat Bama with yours. We beat Bama with yours. Well, they get their shot this year. We're going to find out. If they can beat Bama with yours. And this one had me thinking who to root for in this game. You know, part of me thinks, oh, if Texas wins, that sets up the chance for both OU and Texas to be undefeated when they do battle in a few weeks. And then we get that first win over Texas, put that loss on their season. And that would be pretty good. And then I think, oh, you know, Bama, everybody's always talking, not ready for this SEC move. Bama's on another level, and they have been in the past, and it's a great program, and I'm I'm not taking anything away from them. 
that is a good team there. But can I root for them? And then it brought me back to Texas fan. How insufferable would they be getting this dub over Bama? I mean, it's hard to listen to them as is. They get this win in Tuscaloosa. It's bad news. And I just can't wrap my head around wanting Texas to win. I never root for them. So I'm not going to start now. So it's not as far as going with roll tide. And I would laugh if Bama loses, but I just cannot root for Texas. So um, let's go Crimson. And then I also think starting next year, this is just a conference game. <laughs> There's going to be so many conference games next year. Uh, this magnitude, what a great move for OU in Texas. OU host Bama next year. Um, going to see games like this on the slate moving forward. It is going to be so freaking sweet. I cannot wait. But we still have a season to get through, but wow, that is going to be a good game. Up next, UCLA at San Diego State. The Bruins are 14-point favorites, and I don't know if you saw Dante Moore play last week. I know it's hard for some of you guys to stay up late, have the extra cup of coffee, and just do it because Dante Moore, man, he is exciting. He came off the bench last week, the freshman, to throw two touchdowns. Chip Kelly hasn't said who's going to start this game yet. Um, Garber started last week and had a good opening drive, but then it kind of went south. He had two costly interceptions, and you just cannot deny the buzz that Dante Moore brings. Man, this guy is exciting and fun to watch. I think he'll go ahead and get the start. Um, yeah, it's exciting. Lots of good quarterback play in the Pac-12, as we talked about last week. If you missed that show, go back. We hit a bunch on the quarterbacks in the Pac-12. Speaking of Pac-12, Stanford at USC, the Trojans favored by 29 and a half. And this game is on Fox, so L.A. people will get to see it. So the only question in this one, how many touchdowns for Caleb? The guy has been outstanding, rock star, best player in college football so far this year. Um, four, five, six, depends, you know, if that defense can do anything then Caleb's gonna have a short day if not maybe he plays into the second half don't know um but yeah he'll have multiple touchdowns uh, that's a question for you guys you guys like talking about Caleb and SC or no you want them out of the show you want to bag on Tebow a little bit more you still got love for Caleb let me know ssom host at gmail.com or football dudes LA on Twitter or Instagram or on Facebook let me know your thoughts on that because, you know, we can go with the flow. You want to get Caleb and SC out of there? We can do that. I'm cool with that. We'll see. And then we have Okie State at Arizona State, a battle of the states. Future conference foes, Okie State, three-point favorites on the road. Who's going to step up and be the quarterback for these pokes? They had three play last week. And then all that is goes, if you have three quarterbacks, you don't have any. They got to get that sorted out so they can have their guy moving forward. This is going to be a tough game. Arizona State um, at home, some crazy stuff happens there. Some all quarterback play. Um, these Pac-12 teams are a lot of fun to watch. So much good football action this week, college level. NFL is back too, and we got you covered on all of that. Head on over to footballdudes.com. If you need some pro love, 
Sooner State of Mind for our Sooner Love. We're going to hit a little bit of everything and just take the ride with us. Make sure you come back next week because we'll recap the OU game, of course, Texas and Bama, and some of the best college action from week two. Like I said, you got thoughts or prayers? Hit us up. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. SSOMhost at gmail.com. I'll take your prayers. Really just want your thoughts and opinions, but you could throw some prayers in there too. I'm not above it. I'll take it. And make sure you like and subscribe to Sooner State of Mind on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just subscribe and it just pops up in your phone. It is so easy. And then you will never miss an episode. Tell a friend, like, share, let everybody out there know. Sooner Nation, let's grow this thing, baby. I'm completely stoked for this weekend. I'm completely stoked for you guys hanging out. Make sure you come back. My name is Casey Mallon, and I am Sooner. State of mind. Catch you next week.